Yes, it's Ladies' Fright. We tell spooky stories and try to figure out what about them makes them so scary. Using personal anecdotes, psychology, and sociology, Lauren, Maggie, and Jackie dive into urban legends, ghost stories, and other tales that give us a good fright. Because this is Ladies' Fright. Oh, what a fright. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. I sometimes read uh, public domain books here on Leaves of Glen, and they were written a long time ago, uh, so they're usually uh, racist or sexist or bigoted, Uh, but in there somewhere and all that is a a story, and that's why those stories are famous. Other times, I read uh, works from independent authors, and they're delightfully not racist, but they might have adult language or adult situations. So that's your warning, uh, but I'm sure you uh, are grown up enough to handle it. Don't write to me complaining. Nailed it. Oh, hello. Welcome to the Mansion of Leaves of Glen. It's a fun little bit where I pretend to live in a mansion and not actually record uh, just in my basement. Uh, I also read the hottest public domain books and short stories. This week, uh, we're reading another one-act play uh, called Cocaine by Pendleton King. Oh, about the author? There's nothing. I looked all over. There's just nothing on the guy. Uh, The closest thing I could find was a website called brotheldrama.lib.com. Miamio.edu, and it was a a screen capture of a newspaper from 1919, and it says, John Pendleton King, dramatic and newspaper writer, died recently in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, Cocaine, a play uh, in which the Provincetown players produced, was his work. And that's it. You look up John Pendleton King anywhere else, uh, you're only going to find an old politician who died in 1888, who is also uh, a slave owner. And uh, that Wikipedia article tends to brag a lot about how many slaves he had and how great of a politician he was. So that's depressing. Uh, But beyond that, I got nothing on the author, which means I have a ton of time before the grandfather clock uh, goes off to tell me when to shut up. So what's what's there to talk about? Oh, cat pee. My youngest cat... Uh, has a bladder problem. People have told me that cats like him uh, always have bladder problems, and so he's got an infection, and he's peeing everywhere. Peeing on my couch, peeing in a chair, peeing on the floor, peeing on clothes, peeing in my bedroom uh, floor for no reason, so that sucks. Uh, It's just been a nightmare. So I spent the entire day today cleaning and trying to suss out uh, cat pee. Eh, anything else? Oh, it's been raining, which sucks for a man who does not have a working dryer. Uh, I'm trying to hang clothes outside. Can't do it. So I'm back to hang my clothes on the lines in the basement like a creepy person. Like the kind of man you wouldn't trust with a baby. Uh, and more importantly, the thing I've been sort of dancing around, uh, this week Ladies Fright Podcast is putting out the episode where they make fun of me. Oh, oh, Jackie does an impression of me. Jackie is uh, surprisingly and amazing uh, in the art of mimicry. Uh, I watched them do a, a live stream a while ago, and uh, she suddenly said, I can sound like bagpipes. 
And uh, so I got on the message thing and I said, do it. And she goes, all right. And she did. And it was weird. Uh, you should probably go find Ladies Fright Podcast. Uh, you can find uh, podcast app of choice by looking uh, for Ladies Fright Podcast. Or you can message them through Twitter, at uh, Ladies Fright. Uh, same with Instagram. I think it's at Ladies Fright for that, too. Message them and ask her, ask her to do the bagpipe impression. I had to say I was pretty impressed. But... As with everyone who is high on the power that their gifts have given them, she has turned it towards evil. Turned it toward old Glenn. So I kindly ask you, no, I demand that you do not listen to uh, this week's episode of the Ladies Fright Podcast. Comes out on Thursday, and your podcast app of choice, uh, because Jackie does an impression of me. So, one thing Jackie doesn't know about old Glenn that I also uh, uh, mastered the arts of mimicry. Oh, I've oh, I've uh, listened to every single episode of their show, and I've focused intently on just when Jackie speaks, and then what I do is I bring it into my audio recording application, and then I cut out everyone else talking, so I just have hours of Jackie laughing, talking, just, just being full of crap, and uh, hours of it. Oh, I go to sleep listening to it. I wake up in the morning and I brush my teeth listening to it. Hours and hours of Jackie's voice. Uh, and now, oh, damn it. I'm going to do my impression, uh, the best impression I have of Jackie. And uh, for God's sakes, don't listen to their show this Thursday uh, to, to hear her impression of me. Here it comes. <clears throat> oh, now I got to go. All right, let's read the book. Cocaine, a play in one act by Pendleton King. Uh, Main characters, Joe and Nora. The action takes place in an attic bedroom on Grand Street between uh, Alan and the Bowery in the late summer of 1916 and occupies the time between 4 o'clock a.m. and and daylight. Uh, The ceiling slopes down at the back, uh, to within a, eh, a few feet of the floor. Uh, there is a dormer window and a recess at the back. Uh, door is left center, uh, bed, right window, uh, table, left, uh, bureau, down left, trunk down right, uh, chair at the foot of the bed. The room is in terrible disorder and confusion, faintly seen in the glare from uh, open window as curtain rises. Uh, reading plays is so much weirder than actually reading a real story because when they actually set up a scene by describing everything in it. It's kind of poorly written and very utilitarian. Uh, Joe, uh, Nora, S at you. Ugh. It's going to be one of those things where they phonetically do uh, slang. Nora, is that you? Nora, I didn't mean to wake you up. Uh, uh, go on back to sleep. Joe, oh, I haven't been asleep. Uh, what time is it? Nora takes off hat. Yeah, about uh, four o'clock. Yeah, you're pretty late. Nora takes off jacket. Had to walk from uptown. Uh, how far uptown? Oh, oh, way uptown. I let a crowd shake me like a fool. Sits in chair at foot of bed and fans herself. And didn't have the sense enough to get car fare. Whew! Oh, you don't realize how hot you are till you heh, sit down. Poor kid. Yeah, you must have had the, the gas lighted to make it 
hot is this in here? Lord, I'm so glad to get home. Joe, gently, yeah, you didn't bring in dash dash nothing? Oh, good. The cat's going to walk all over the keyboard and probably stop recording. Cat, find someplace else to go. Do you want to come out my lap? Oh, so you're going to snub me. That's fine. Eh, nothing. Nora, not a cent, Joe, gets up and goes to the bureau. Oh, the bureau we read about. I don't know what's the matter with me, looks in glass. It's that darn fever blister. If I had only had a sense enough to get some camouflage that first day. Uh, but it's most well now. Can't hardly notice it anymore. Oh, of course, it's perfectly well. Uh, there won't be a trace of it tomorrow. I ought to have tried to go out those two days, uh, first day of the week when it was so bad. Everyone was, uh, was afraid of me, and it made me feel like a, uh, like a, like a leper. Oh, good, my cat's knocking stuff over. Well, I lost my grip in some way, and now I can't get it back. It all depends on yourself, picks up Candle. If you're sure of yourself, you have luck. If you aren't, you don't. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Crosses with Candle, which she puts down on trunk. If I had a wee bit of sniff tonight, was that the cocaine? I'd have got some money out of that crowd. Sits on foot of bed, but drinks don't brace me up somehow. Uh, hums, sright. What the hell's that supposed to mean? Joe says, hums, right. All right, whatever. Poor old boy, have you been lying here all night in this heat waiting for me? Ah, oh, it's hard luck on you, Joe. Oh, oh, I thought I'd go crazy tonight. My nerves are just all to pieces. I did think I was going to get some money this time. Why don't you take your clothes off? <laughs> Come on to bed. Nora gets up and takes a pack of cigarettes out of her pocket. I swipe these for you anyway. Here, throws them in the box. Joe catching it. Gee, ta. <laughs> G-E-E, exclamation point, T-A, exclamation point. Whatever, god damn it. Nora says, uh, Joe, I wish you wouldn't say ta. Goes up into recess. I don't know why I hate it so. She begins to undress. All right, missus, gets up to light a cigarette with the candle. Uh, common stuff, um. Nora undressing. Nah, it doesn't matter, I'm just a little nervous and irritable. Uh, d don't pay attention to anything I say. Uh, if, I, if I don't get some money tomorrow, I just don't know what I'll do. Oh, it's terrible to be dependent on anything, is that? Joe lies down again. Four days. Uh, no, tonight's Saturday. Well, that's four days, ain't it? We finished up the last deck Tuesday night. Yeah, that's right. I wouldn't have believed I could go so long. I, uh, I don't see how you stand it, Joe, all night like this, doing nothing. Well, I've been out. Don't worry about me. And I can get on without de-stuff. Uh, for a while, Nora comes down in a kimono. I can't take cigarette, but then I've been using it so much longer than you have, light cigarette at the candle. Well, I've been going it some uh, little time, oh, a month or so before we took up together last summer. Uh, to think, sits on bed, only a year. I wonder what would become of you if I hadn't found you. What becomes of all the other poor bastards who get knocked out and can't get back in the ring? I don't know. Oh, he's a boxer. Well, this is getting uh, saucy now. That's the trouble with you boys. I am brought up with only one idea, to fight. And if anything does happen to you, uh, you're not fit to do anything else. Uh, you're only 24 and you're done. Uh, be 24 in October, I guess. Lord, it makes me feel so old to be 24. That's how you stand in the strain the way you do. 
You are as firm and strong as you ever were. Oh, and, and look at me! Well, if a fellow has to do much training as I used to, he more or less keeps in condition, I guess. Nora lies down beside him. Ah, I feel so old and tired. I ain't discouraged, Joe. If I didn't have you, I don't think I'd go on with it. Joe tightens his arm about her. I'm sticking to you, see? I never thought of you leaving me. She puts her arm up about his head and, 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 and strokes his hair. I love you so much, Joe. Uh, I love you. I love you more uh, than anyone else will ever love you if you live uh, to be a thousand years old. What does that mean? Oh, I don't reckon anybody will love me as much as I if I was that old. Nora laughs. I, I, I should, <laughs> but you're only a baby now, a little old infant. She snuggles up to him and presses her cheek to his. Joe, uh, Nora, in a whisper, my darling. He. He gathers her closer. Long pause. Joe, that tired kid. No, not now. Uh, I got strength from you. Ah, you got plenty of strength for both of us, haven't you? Um? <laughs> um? How would you end a sentence with um? Ah, it's funny, ain't it, for a girl like you to take up a wild and rough guy like me. Ha <laughs> ha, dad ain't ever known nothing but how to get his heart uh, put on the blink. Dope brings funny people together. Uh, not so funny. Oh, you need to tell me, kid. I may be nothing but a prize fighter. That's one word. Is it one word? I'm not going to look it up. But I can tell a lady when I see one. Uh, and besides, uh, you won't even own up to it. That's a sure sign. Uh, Nora laughs. Uh, you're a very fine kind of lady. I told you all about myself, and I did work on the evening sun. Uh, and before that, I used to live on a farm in, uh, uh, in, in, in Kentucky. Uh, that's all there is. Well, that's what you say. I don't want want you to tell me nothing you don't want to. Moves his position slightly. Are you all right? Yes. I got something I want to talk to you about. We're up against it. Oh, I know we are. Uh, And yet I can lie here like this and it doesn't seem possible that there is such a thing as trouble in the world. Uh, It is so serene to lie still. It just, it just, it just stroke your hair. I don't ever want to move again. I can, I can feel your heart beating. Uh, do, you, do you feel uh, how much faster mine is than yours? Look, she's like a rabbit. Yeah, the sound of the elevated is heard. The elevated? Probably like the train or an elevator. The elevated sounds like wind, uh, like a spirit that can't rest. Oh, the spirit of the city. Yeah, it goes on and on, day and night. It never stops. Uh, never will stop, no matter what becomes of you and me. But when I'm lying close to you like this and in, 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 in touching you, is a, a sort of a, oh, uh, electric current that radiates from you all over because you're, cause you're so alive. And what, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, what was I talking about? You were talking about the L. Ah, yes, I was going to say that while I am close to you like this, uh, this is all, it all seems so far away, doesn't it? Uh, It's like lying in bed and listening to the sea. Oh, there may be death and storms and shipwrecks out there, but they're all far away. Uh, They could never touch us. (laughs) Yeah. I wished uh, we could get a good old sniff and forget our troubles right. Ah, poor old Joe. Rises up and sits on the side of the bed again. I declare, I, I thought I would go crazy tonight. I, I haven't got a nerve left in my body. I'm going to go check on the cat. He's making a ton of noise. What the hell are you doing? Why are you making so much noise? I'm trying to record a podcast. A podcast!
You want to sit on my lap? Come here. I got you. Ah, oh, there's my buddy. All right, back to the story. I wanted to know what you were doing. I thought all sorts of fool things, and I could picture you getting uh, desperate, breaking in somewhere, and, uh, and getting locked up. And I, and I don't know what. Oh, I, I could have got some stuff tonight at that. What do you mean? How? Who? Oh, the landlady. She was up here talking to me about it. Uh, when she knows how broke we are, we, we owe her two weeks of rent. No, I guess she would uh, give me some. Uh, how do you mean, Joe? Oh, you know. Ooh, male prostitution. Uh, do you mean to tell me uh, that woman's been up here after you again? Oh, her eyes narrow. I knew something was the matter. Did you? Did, what'd you tell her? Oh, I told her to, to get the hell out of here. Uh, uh, what do you think I told her? I said I was off de-stuff. Nora buries her head in his shoulder. Oh, uh, Joe. Well, I didn't want it so bad then. Uh, she, she came up here uh, when she heard me come in at about 12 o'clock, and, uh, and she put it up to me. Nora, desperate. Yeah, if we had a, a place on earth we could go, I would have got out of this house the, the night you told me she first came up here and bothered you. But we couldn't get another place, and, and she'd hold our things until we paid her, and I haven't got a dollar to deposit on a room. Oh, I suppose she knows all that. And, uh, and that's what I gotta talk to you about. Uh, she's, uh, she's gonna kick us out. Kick us out? That's what she says, unless... Dash, dash. Uh, uh, unless what? Well, obviously the male prostitution. Oh, uh, well, you know, I, uh, I've been thinking pretty, uh, pretty hard and figuring on putting it up to you. Uh, if you think it's worthwhile, just to keep the room and, uh, and to have a place to sleep. Uh, you see, what are you talking about? Well, I think the old lady's reasonable. She come up here and, uh, and made a big fuss over me and said she was going, going on me and, and all that stuff. And, and I was staying on in her house and, and not paying no rent and everything. And, and uh, if I was uh, too good for her, I'd have to get out of her house. That's all. Uh, that was after I, she offered me the dope. Well, with that, I think it's a good time, uh, with the hint of male prostitution, for the two of us to, uh, I don't know, slip on up into the master bedroom and get comfortable. You can have some cognac and just you know, enjoy each other's company while I read to you the newest upcoming romance novels from Penguin Random House Books. Hold on, I'm coming. I just had to get this cup of coffee. Hold on. Mm -hmm. I had a rough night last night. And, oh, ooh, ooh, look at you. Oh, yeah. What is that, body glitter? Oh, that's fantastic. But that's not what a mom would wear. I want you to put on these real, real high-waisted pants and uh, these white, puffy Reeboks and, uh, I don't know, a simple, understated blouse. Uh, as I read to you the newest upcoming novel uh, by Marion Keys called Grown Ups. Uh, you want to hear about Grown Ups? Sure. In capital letters, instant number one bestseller. A brand new book from the number one bestselling author of The, the Break and, and The Woman Who Stole My Life. Uh, they're a glamorous family, the Casey's. Johnny Casey, uh, his two brothers, Ed uh, and Liam. Uh, they're beautiful, talented wives. 
and all their kids uh, spend a lot of time together. Birthday parties, uh, anniversary celebrations, weekends away. Oh, and they're a happy family. Johnny's wife, Jessie, who has the most money, but insists on it. Yeah, because she's bossy. Under the surface, though, conditions are murkier. While, while some people clash, uh, other people like each other far too much. Dot, dot, dot. Still, everything manages to stay under control. That is, uh, until Ed's wife, Kara, uh, gets a concussion and can't keep her thoughts or opinions to herself. One careless remark at Johnny's birthday party with the entire family present and Kara, Kara, Car- mm, starts spilling all their secrets. Eh. As everything unravels, each of the adults find themselves wondering if it's, if, it's, if it's finally time to grow up. That's what it takes? Not having kids at a job? You, this is it? Like, oh, someone gets a cartoonish concussion, like something from Gilligan's Island, and they can't stop telling secrets? What the hell are these books? All right, uh, well, there's praise for this book, which I think is silly. I'm not going to read it. Uh, it's a paperback. It's $16.95, and it's coming out June 29th, uh, 2021. Available at Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Bookshop.org, which I'm very familiar with, Hudson Booksellers, IndieBound, Powell, Target, uh, my favorite, Books A Million, and Walmart. Well, that story did nothing for me, and it killed the mood. Uh, plus, uh, the way you dressed, you look way too much like my mom in the 1990s. Uh, and I wasn't expecting that, so, uh, well, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, you and I haven't had a nice romantic evening in quite a while. Oh, but I think I might have something that can save the mood. Allow me to roll my pear shape across this waterbed as I fetch my eight-track tape and play this for you. Harder, fuck me harder, daddy. Fuck me like the bitch I am. Put it, daddy. I don't even care. I don't care who sees me. Them can't fuck with me. They can't see a like yours. Fuck me, daddy. Fuck me, dad. Oh, hello. I'm Derek, and I'm the host of Ratchet Book Club. We read hood classics and good classics, and that means anything from Old Thought Next Door to The Phantom Tollbooth. We read a few chapters every episode, and then we discuss what we thought of each chapter before we get to the next one. It's pretty enlightening. Sometimes you find out things you never knew, like did you know that somebody's... Ratchet Book Club. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and anywhere else you really can think of good fucking podcasts should be at. Uh, uh, Joe, am I mad, or, or what are you talking about? Uh, well, dash, dash, never let me hear that again. Uh, do you think I'd let you? Well, I let you, don't I? Well, that's together a different matter. Uh, don't ever let me hear that again. Do you understand? Uh, I can't argue about it. Gets up and crosses to the bureau. Oh, God, it's hot in here. Joe swings his feet out and sits on the side of the bed, and kindly. Uh, now look here, kid, stands for a moment and goes over to her. I've got to live, ain't I? You are the swellest little girl any fellow's ever had and all that, and I'm awful fond of you, uh, but we got to live. We got to do something. We got to get some money some way. 
If we can't get on uh, the way we've been getting on, then I got to shift for myself. See, it takes her by the shoulders. I'm putting it up to you square, because I'm going to be straight with you. Uh, of course you got to do something. I'll do something. I'll get some money. And you don't understand what you say. If it were the last night we would ever spend under a roof, it wouldn't be, uh, it wouldn't alter the question. Joe turns back to the bed. Oh, by God, it looks like it is the last night with the, with the luck you're having. He sits and leans his chin on his right hand, gazing at the candle. If I was able to do any kind of work, it'd be different. But, but these stuff's got me, I guess. I couldn't, you know, couldn't no more stick sh- any kind of job than I could fly. You reckon if I was able to get back in the ring... I, I'd have you working, but we're up against it, that's all. As long as you can bring in the money, all right. But you ain't having any luck, and I just gotta do it, that's all. If I'm willing for you to go out every night, I don't see why you why you kick one old measly landlady, Nora says. Oh, but Joe, uh, you don't understand, crosses the bed. Listen to me, sits beside him. Uh, you don't love me the way I do you. Uh, it isn't your fault. Uh, it's the way you're made. I can, dash, dash. Uh, Go out, as you call it, dash, dash. It's a sort of sacrifice to you, a sort of way of, of showing how much I love you. It doesn't matter about me. You are the clean part of me. You are the, the part I live for. Oh, and, and you are sacred. And, and do, do you understand? You're, you're, you're clean. Joe, still gazing at the candle, Ah, sure, I get you. Nora slips down onto one knee and, and, and buries her face against his arm. Uh, and, and I've always been straight with you. I think the a whole lot of you, uh, you think. Go on. Uh, say you love me. Oh, I love to hear you say it. Joe puts his left arm about her. I love you, all right, and I'll stick it to you. Uh, but we got to live, ain't we? Uh, we got to get some money some way. And if you, if you can't get it, I got to. That's if we're going to stick together. <laughs> now you have it, Joe. I'd rather be dead, raises up. I'd starve to death before I'll see you do that. Uh, let you starve to death, gets up. The horrible old slut. I think I'll kill her, goes up to the alcove and looks out the window. Oh, oh, we can get out of here if you want to. I, I, I don't have to be here. There's more than one way of picking up money around this town. Nora turned toward him. What do you mean? Oh, I guess you must know. It's the only way I see. I ain't got nothing but my looks. Nora turns back to the window. Uh, Joe, don't talk like that, please. Joe, kindly. We got to, kid. We're up against it. I'm going to be fair with you that th- he really wants to have sex with people for money, and she keeps trying to talk him out of it, even though she's doing it. Why are you protecting Joe? Uh, it should, I don't know, it's just weird. Uh, you got the thing on your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to be fair with you. That thing on your mouth ain't going to get well so as you can't see it for two or three days yet. She's got herpes. We get kicked out of here today. Uh, what the hell can we do? Uh, sleep in the park? I guess not. Now while well, I got a way of making easy money. Why, kid, I wished you'd see the number of them tries to speak to me every time I go out. Oh, it's easy, I tell you. There's good money in it. And I don't like to talk about it, especially with you, but we got to. If we're going to stick together, we can get a nice room somewheres and uh, keep a little stuff on hand at all times. <laughs> I ain't going to leave you, but I got to have the stuff. 
That's all, lies down on bed and turns toward the wall. I've gone without it for four days now. Nora comes down and crosses to the trunk. Die, you strange boy, sits on the end of the trunk facing him. Can't you see that you are the only thing I've got left in the world? Yeah, but I ain't leaving you, I tell you. Don't you understand that I found you when you were down and out and done for? That you belong to me? Oh, I saved you from this very thing, I suppose, a year ago. Hey, don't you see, darling? Joe turns on his back. Yeah, but I'm not. Gee, Nora, can't you listen to me? I, I don't want to do it, kid, but we got to live. He's really, he's really talking this up. He just wants to go out and have sex for money. Just let the guy go out and have sex for money. Don't you don't understand. I... That I wouldn't touch you with a ten-foot pole afterwards. Don't you see that? There's a lot of... <laughs> he doesn't feel that way about her while she's doing it. Boy, she's judgy on him when he offers to do it. Joe turning his back in a huff. Of course. If you feel that way about it, we can bust up as far as that goes. See, he wants to do this so badly he'll dump her. If you don't think no more about it than that, Nora stands up against the wall. Don't, Joe. Joe sits up in bed. I've always been straight with you. I've treated you right all the way, and I'm going to stick by you. But, of course, if that's the way you feel about it, all right. I got to live, ain't I? Just let the guy have sex. Nora says, no. What do you mean by no? I don't see any reason why we should live. Well, I'm going to live. Nora sits down in the bed and tries to turn him toward her. Joe, eh. Uh, my darling, listen to me. Ah, oh, you've been a wonderful boy. And I love you as very few people have ever been loved in this world because I had lost everything, you see, when I found you. Everything. Oh, I'd thrown everything away. And you've had to be the whole world for me since. The whole world, you see. There isn't anything else. When the dope got me, I just went down because, oh, I didn't care about anything. I gave up my job and just let myself slide. Oh, I, I, I tend to kill myself uh, when my money gave out, and I didn't even care how much I had left. Oh, then I found you that night at Mitchell's place. Joe turns his back. Uh, I remember. Nora puts her head down on his chest. I can't remember much. I can't bear to think even of how you were beat up, but you were so full of it you didn't even know your arm was broken. Oh, that's right. I think it was broke about two days before that. I remember when it went. Yeah, and since then, Joe, you've you've had a wonderful time. Oh, do you remember when we used to, to have to sleep under the bridge? Oh, I love that old bridge now because it's associated in my mind with you. Oh, they're romanticizing homelessness. Oh, we had a good time, all right. <laughs> really romanticizing homelessness. Nora straightens up. But now the white sails of our ship have furled and spent the landing of our Argosy. Uh, we've come to the end of our tether, Joe. Um, uh, wh what do you say we, we don't go on with it? They're going to kill themselves? She's talking him into killing themselves rather than having sex. Uh, wh what do you mean, don't go on with it? Nora turns on the gas. Joe sits up. Nix, what are you getting at? Lies down. Not for mine. Joe! Oh, we've had such a wonderful time. Uh, we've known everything there is to know about the world worth knowing. Have they really, though? Don't let's go downhill. We've reached the top. Let's, let's let this be our end. I can't keep you any longer and uh, have to let you go. And I, and I won't do it. That's all. Joe sits up and props himself against the head of the bed incredulously. Yeah, you must be kidding. Ah, oh, come on. Nora quietly. 
Guys, they're more serious in my life. I can't go on with it, and I won't leave you behind to live without me. Uh, if it's you that I love, the little strange spirit that makes you you, and different to everybody else that ever lived, uh, if you go on, you are going to destroy that. And then you won't be you, uh, and I won't love you anymore. Think. This may be the last night we'll ever spend together, the last chance we'll have. Uh, let's turn it on now. No telling, she turns front. Uh, what'll happen in the daylight tomorrow? I can't face it. I, I don't want it, kid. It ain't right to kill yourself. Are you afraid to die? Well, sure, I'm not afraid to die. Uh, what do you got to live for? Well, a lot of things, I guess. Joe, you've slipped. You've slipped away further than I thought. The stuff's got you enough. Uh, you slipped further than I have. Yeah, I, I guess not. I'm not so bad off as that. Nora, slightly hysterical. Ah, you're pretty bright off, Joe. Uh, uh, don't you see that your life is finished? Ah, you're nothing. Ah, you're less than nothing. Uh, what you really are is the lowest thing that uh, can be on Earth. Hmm. And here you talk calmly about something even worse. Oh, there's no reason for you to go on living except your fear of death. I'm not afraid of dying, I tell you. Nora, rising. Well, uh, let me turn on the gas, then. Uh, I'm not afraid. Look at me. Uh, think of the trouble it takes to live. Think of the effort uh, to keep yourself going on and on, uh, like a rat in a trap. And uh, when you lose me, uh, you'll just slip and slip. And then you've got to die in the end anyhow. And then when you're dead, it won't make any difference uh, how long you've lived. It'll be just as if, you, you'd, uh, as if you'd never been born. Joe sits up and follows her with his eyes. And, uh, I don't get you. Oh, I just can't face daylight again, Joe. I'm too tired. Aren't you tired? Uh, what'll become of you without me to take care of you? She's edging towards the gas jet in the alcove. I don't know. Let's turn on the gas. Uh, then we won't have to wake up in the morning and be bothered. And, and you can't tell, baby, but I believe you're scared. Joe lies down and turns face uh, to the wall petulantly. Ah, uh, Turn on your goddamn gas. I'll show you whether I'm scared. This is bizarre. She's out prostituting herself. He wants to because she's got herpes on her lip. And he says, well, I'll go have sex with the landlord. She's like, nope, let's kill ourselves instead. And then when he says no, she goes, wait, what are you scared? He goes, no, turn on the gas. Let's do it. <laughs> Nora, in an excited whisper, oh, Joe. She closes the window and... Uh, why are you staring at me? Now he's just staring straight up at me from my lap. She closes the window and hangs the old skirt over it, uh, turns on the gas jet and the gas stove on the table, and then it come down on tiptoe, trembling, and blows out the candle on the trunk. The stage is completely dark. Did you turn it on? Nora gets back into bed. Uh, yeah, the stove too. Uh, how long will it take? Not long, I think. Oh, I don't know. Uh, don't let's talk about it, Joe. Uh, do you think I've got the, the right to take uh, to take you with me? With you? Where? Uh, now, like this. Uh, but I couldn't bear for anybody else to have you, Joe. Uh, gee, you're trembling. I believe you're scared now. No, I'm not scared. I'm just happy. <laughs> happy? I thought I lost you, Joe. <laughs> She'd rather him be dead. Um, very long pause from Joe. This is a tough thing to do. All right, kid. Uh, you reckon they'll they'll put in the papers? Yeah, I expect so. Uh, will they put in much? Uh, they'll be sure to find out who it was. Uh, you got letters and stuff in the trunk. Ah, we weren't anybody much. I expect they forgot about us. Uh, they got in the papers. Ah, they'll put in something. Uh, please don't let's talk about it, Joe. Um, Nora, in a whisper. My darling. Long pause. Joe, with a tremor in his voice. I don't smell no gas. Uh, it hasn't had time yet. Uh, maybe we won't smell it. 
Gee, we gotta smell it, the bed creaks. I don't smell nothing way down here. Yeah, just wait, you will. It's only been out a minute. Oh, Joe, come on back here. We've only got such a little while. I don't know. I don't see what's the matter. Give me a match. The bed creaks as he gets out. Uh, for heaven's sakes, don't strike a match. It might be an explosion. I can't blow up if you can't smell it. He finds a match on the trunk and crosses the center stage. Uh, I can smell it over here. Strikes a match to the gas burner, which lights in a feeble blue flame. Uh, gee, the meter's run out on us. Nora sits up in bed. Uh, the meter? But it couldn't have run out. A wave of terror comes over here. Uh, have you been using the gas nights? Uh, not but very little. Well, that's ridiculous. I haven't, I haven't got a quarter to put in it. They put a quarter in the meter to get gas in their home? Oh, my God. I can't imagine living like that. I have gas in my home, and it runs everything. It even runs my television. Uh, nothing, unless you put in a quarter. Nora laughs. But that's ridiculous. <laughs> we got to do something. Uh, nah, I guess not. Uh, but Joe, dash, dash. Three exclamation points. Joe with a note of relief in his voice. Nah, I guess uh, it wasn't meant for us to kick out tonight, kid. Gently. Uh, let's get the window open. He takes down the old skirt and opens the window, and the dawn has come up outside. Oh, gee, it's daylight. Well, that was lucky for Joe. Uh, well, hang out here in the smoking room and review uh, what the hell we just read. Uh, Joe, uh, ex-boxer, and Nora, uh, sex worker, spend the day complaining about prostitution for the most part. Uh, she's fine with it. She goes out and does it, uh, except that she's got herpes or something. I think they call it like a heat blister. Yeah, but we, we know it's just herpes. They make up all sorts of excuses. Hey, and she, she says, up. Oh, no one gave me any money. No blow for us. Uh, Joe has gone for four days without a, without a bump. And so he's, he's a little fussed. He's just laying in bed waiting for Nora to get back. Oh, uh, they, they talk about D-stuff, D-E-S-T-U-F-F, uh, which is uh, apparently a 1940s or 50s way of uh, talking about drugs, uh, uh, but not as much as they talk about uh, killing themselves, mainly Nora talking about it. She's upset because even though she is a sex worker, when the landlord comes and sees Joe's rippling muscles, his his ex-boxer body, uh, she goes, hey, you have free rent? Uh, Let's get wet. But uh, he says no, but he's thinking about it. Nora goes, I'd rather uh, we kill ourselves. And he says, well, that's silly. And she goes, come on, do it. And he goes, no. And she goes, ah, hey, come on, do it. And he said, all right. And that's all it took. Uh, and then uh, they try to turn on the gas because they're going to just apparently fall asleep in the, in the gas. But uh, didn't pay the bill because they're broke and they're poor. Uh, and so they couldn't kill themselves. Uh, lucky for Joe who didn't want to do it to begin with until she called him a chicken. Uh, and then uh, they you know, get up and they open the curtains and uh, look at that, it's, uh, it's a new day. Uh, it's weird. Uh, what's good? Well, they didn't kill themselves. They were kind of flippant about that, treated like it's not a big deal. They were just so darn lighthearted about it. Uh, and then uh, when they decided that they're not going to kill themselves because it's mildly inconvenient, uh, then they, they're like, nah, okay, I guess we'll keep living. What was that about? I don't know. Uh, what sucks? They tried to kill themselves for almost no real reason. Uh, Nora keeps nagging him, uh, and then he just gives in, and he's like, all right, we'll do it. Uh, what do we learn? Well, apparently suicide can 
be something as casual as deciding whether or not to go see the next Avatar movie that comes out. Or maybe you're just not in the mood. Oh, couldn't get our Lyft uh, or Uber, so I guess we're not going to see it. Oh, well, it's that simple. Everything in life is that simple. I was surprised they didn't talk much about, uh, you know, drug addiction too much. Uh, it's just them bickering over who gets to sleep with who. Well, anyway, I guess I should move on with my life. God knows uh, none of you are going to tune into Ladies Fright Podcast on Thursday to hear uh, uh, to hear Jackie uh, do an impression of me. So, this will actually be the last episode I uh, complain about that. Oh, I can actually move on with my life and, and just focus on me. Do a little self-care before I start my job. I got hired by the place that laid me off. That starts. So... Uh, in a couple weeks, I'll be working there again. It's going to be weird. Uh, what are those meetings going to be like? Oh, hey, Glenn's back. Uh, kind of weird, huh, Glenn? I got to have, like, a joke ready or something. Yeah, hey, yeah, can't get rid of me, can ya? Yeah, and then they'll all go, yeah. And then they'll just move on and never talk about it again. But it'll be on my mind, day and night. Well, with that, thanks for listening, and I will uh, talk to you next week. Ah, uh, well, it appears you found me in the part of the podcast I hate the most where I tell you all about the places on the internet where you can find me. You can tell I hate this because of the sound effects making it sound like a stormy night uh, in the drawing room of the damned. Now, there's there's that. Uh, I, I, are you cool? I like cool people. It's the reason why I got involved in this business to begin with, just to meet cool people. Not losers. So if you're cool, uh, feel free to go over to my website, uh, nuzzlehouse.com. You can see a backlog of everything I've ever read, uh, along with episodes from Book Boys and uh, blah, blah, blah. You can also find me on Instagram, uh, which is uh, House Nuzzle. And conveniently enough, uh, Twitter, which is also at House Nuzzle. Annoyingly, YouTube made me pick a name instead of just a house nuzzle. So I got Glenn Nuzzles. So I guess you search for that if you want to watch a screen that doesn't do anything and just hear my voice. Uh, and since, uh, since I think you might be cool, you can always just email me directly. Glenn.nuzzles at gmail.com But don't, uh, don't email if you're a, a nerdlinger or a dork. Now, back to business. I can't believe I drank all of them already. There's one left. <laughs>